0: This is Word to the Wise. I'm Shelly Best, the pastor of Redeemer's Church in Plainville, Connecticut. This is my unorthodox preaching and teaching podcast for spiritual seekers and outside-the-box changemakers. Each episode will be a Bible study or preaching moment with you in mind as we explore faith in the context of modern times. I'm glad you found us. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Open our eyes, Lord, that we may see the version of ourselves designed by you. Open our ears, Lord, that we might hear the call on our life you hold so dear. Open our heart, Lord, that we may feel a passion that fuels our waking days. Open our minds, Lord, with saving faith that we might embrace your gift of grace now let the words of this mouth and the meditations of this heart be acceptable in thy sight O lord my strength and my redeemer let the people of god say "Amen." amen amen turn with me if you will to the book of john chapter 5 verses 1 through 15. The book of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 15. And I'll be reading from the New International Version of the scripture this morning. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades here a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind the lame the paralyzed and they waited for the moving of the waters from time to time an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters The first one into the pool after such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease they had. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick up your mat and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. With this in mind, as we continue our series called Stepping into the Supernatural, this episode is entitled Overcoming Lame Excuses. Amen. Overcoming lame excuses. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. oh neighbor, what's your lame excuse? What's your lame excuse? Hey. the dictionary, the definition of lame is a person or animal who is unable to walk normally because of an injury or an illness, something that affects the leg or the foot. In other words, the horse went lame. It is also an explanation or excuse that is unconvincingly feeble. It was a lame statement, and there was no excusing the behavior. So to have a lame excuse is to provide a reason for not doing something that you know you ought to do. And it's a weak little pitiful excuse that you use and you just throw out there. It's a lame excuse. So what's your lame excuse? You know, we all have this little pocket of excuses we can pull out at the drop of a hat. And, you know, it's deep to think that we all have these lame excuses that are readily available in case somebody should ask us something that we don't want to do. Help me, somebody. I love church people faces. Amen. (laughs) And it's deep to consider the explanations that we throw out when we have our lame excuses and we think they'll fly anyway. Benjamin Franklin once said, he that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else. And yet excuses are such a delicious distraction in our lives. For when you think about it, we each have an image in our mind or a feeling in our heart about how we would like our life to be or what we feel compelled to do. And then we have a series of our favorite excuses. Yes, there are excuses that are a part of our toolbox. And then some of those excuses end up being a little lame because we use them all the time. So what's your lame excuse? Take for a moment now just to think about your dreams and your aspirations and what you really want to come forth in your life. Think about the dreams you still have left. The dreams that you didn't allow to die. Go into your dream closet and think about what's left there. The things that you still would like to experience. What's there? I want to start a business or I'd like to get healthy I want to sing a solo one day. Or, that's a little quieter, because one day I'll sing a solo. Or to travel. Or do you want to lose weight? Or what's in your dream closet? Do you want to see Stevie Wonder in concert before he loses his last braid? Think about it. What's in your dream closet today? Do you want to learn to fly? Or do you want to go to college? Or do you want to make the world a better place. What's in your dream closet still? And then, what are your excuses? Mm. And are your excuses lame? Help me, somebody. Lame excuses. Child, I wish I had known earlier, because then I would be there. Or, it's not in my budget. Or, I got too much on my plate right now. Or, child, my arthritis has fled up, or I got to clean my house, or I got to pay tuition, or I need my sleep, child, or mm, my sciatica is picked up, or I got cramps, or how about this one, my boo won't let me, or now is not the time, or I got to get myself together first. What? Are your lame excuses for not pursuing the dreams that you had that God probably put in your heart in the first place? And God desires your dreams to come true because God put them in your heart anyway. But we throw out the lame excuses, but God put the dream in our heart. We all have these excuses that very quickly come out of our mouth, and excuses often come out of our mouth even before we have a chance to think about the opportunity. We just got that thing. Oh, child, I got to go to work. I just we've got that excuse really quick. They come forth even before we think about the possibility of making the shift or pursuing that dream or that move in our life. And if the truth be told, time has a way of ticking on, and the next thing you know, you find yourself just like this brother in the text, stuck in the same place for more years than you can even count, frozen, immobile in your situation, not even looking at the possibility anymore. Surrounded by your list of lame excuses. Time has a way of going by, but the Lord sent me by here today with a word, a reminder, a wake-up call, and the tools that you might need to pursue those dreams that God has placed inside of you all over again, because some of us want to overcome our lame excuses. Today is a new day, and we each have permission to dream and pursue something new, to hope in our life all over again. Each and every one of us has a right to be happy and fulfilled. So now is the time to overcome lame excuses about our lives. And Lord gave me a word for each and every one of us to hold on today, and it's simply this, lame. lame. Hold on to the word lame. So first of all, with the word lame, the first word for us to lift up is look at who you are hanging with. The first letter is L. Look at who you are hanging with. In the text, it says, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. And here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. So look at who you hang with. So motivational speaker Jim Rowan famously said that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So who do you spend the most time with? And somewhere in there, you're the average of those folks you hang with. Some of us are thinking, hmm, who do I spend most of my time with? Things that make you go, hmm. And if the people you spend your time with don't reflect the life you really want, you just might want to make an adjustment of your top five friends. Amen? Amen. Something to think about, something to think about. We each are a reflection of who we hang out with. And I'm not trying to be bougie, but sometimes if you're in need of a life adjustment, you need to change the people that you spend most of your time with. Sometimes it's not to say you throw away your friends, but maybe don't spend as much time with those that ain't going nowhere. Hello. Just say love them. But maybe you don't spend as much time with those friends. Sometimes you got to change your friend list. You might be in the right place. Like this brother was in the right place and he was hanging by the temple, but he was hanging with the wrong people. In the right place but hanging with the wrong people. What do I mean by that? Mm, The conversation just not right. Their aspirations ain't too high. Their hope has little light. In many ways, some of our closest friends can be crabs in a barrel who are staying stuck on stupid in the same place. Love them, but they're going to keep you right down in that mess. See, some friends that inspire you to move are the ones that you need to be with instead of those that inspire you to stay right where you are. Think about it. Are your friends helping you to try to soar? To rise, find some friends that when you get tired of lying by the pool, they're saying to you, Roll, sister, roll. They're saying, Scoop, sister, (laughs) scoop. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The L is for you to look at who you hang with so you can overcome your lame excuses. Because see, God wants more for you. It's whether or not you pursue it for yourself. And the A of lame is adjust your perception of time. Adjust your perception of time. Many of us use time as the excuse. In other words, this brother was stuck for 38 years. Maybe he was 48 years old. And Jesus saw the state he was in, and he was stuck, and that was a reality. And Jesus knew he had been there for 38 years, but we serve a God of do-overs and second chances and new breakthroughs. And with God, it's never too late. See, the world will convince you that you are too old to try. Help me, somebody. But you're not too old to try if God is on your side. God's on your side. It is not too late for you to try a new thing. As long as you're alive, it's not too late to try. Think about it. Sarah was 80 when she had that baby, and Abraham was 100. It's not too late to try. Noah was 500 years old when he built the ark. It's not too late to try, and Methuselah, we say as old as Methuselah, he was 900 years old when he left this earth, so he had a lot of living to do. But what about some of our modern examples? At 64, Diana Nyad swam from Cuba to Florida without a protective shark tank. Her message was never give up, and you're never too old to chase your dreams. And then at 99, Aubrey Crabtree, a woman from Iowa, went back and got her high school diploma at 99 because at 80, after 80 years, she realized she had lost one credit and wasn't able to graduate. And she said, you know what? It has bothered me all these years. I'm going to go back and get my high school diploma. It's not too late. And at 52, Dr. Ruth Westheimer, she was working for Planned Parenthood and gave a speech on sex education, and that opened up a brand new career for her at the age of 52. And at the age of 60, Colonel Sanders was selling chicken on the side of the road before he opened up Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's not too late. And at the age of 70, Ronald Reagan was elected president of the United States. It's not too late. Some of us need to adjust our perception of time. It's not too late, and it's not too early. As long as you have God on your side, everything is possible. Lame. Look at who you're hanging with. Adjust your perception of time. And M, make an effort to make a move. Make an effort to make a move. Sometimes we get overwhelmed by the distance we have to go. Like if you were to think about taking on something, the distance could just overwhelm you. But instead of being overwhelmed by the distance, just look at one step. What is one little step? You could make one little step towards the goal or towards the dream. Believe in the goal. Believe that God is on your side and believe it is possible. Believe you can make an effort to move. The brother lying by the pool was there for 38 years. Don't you think he could have figured out somehow from beside the hippie hop or just a roll or the scooch? After thirty-eight years, couldn't he find some way to move? Some kind of way, just slinch,
1: drag yourself—just one little drag.
0: In thirty-eight years, find one way just to make a move. And so, when you think about what you want to do in your life, don't give up. How can you make one step? What one step can you make? Can you Google it? Can you make a call? Can you talk to somebody? Can you just fill out the application? Can you just open the account for your million dollars? Mm -hmm. Open up the account for your Mm -hmm. million dollars. Just open the account and put five dollars in. but Just put a little something aside towards your goal. What is one move you can make? According to the sacred words of the prophet Muhammad, Mohammed, he said, take one step towards me and I will take 10 steps towards you. Walk towards me and I will run towards you. It's the divine when you step towards God, God rushes towards you. In verse 8, Jesus said to the brother, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. No lame excuses. And he picked up his mat and he walked. He made an effort to move. Yes, it's time to overcome lame excuses. Look at who you are hanging with. Adjust your perception of time. Make an effort to make a move. And finally, when you do make those moves, ease away from your old baggage ease away from your old baggage so the brother got up and he was walking and he was moving and life was good and he made it back to the temple and he got around some of the old people all over again and so the question is why did he bring his mat to the new location He had been laying in that mat for 38 years, 38 years. Can you imagine laying on a mattress for 38 years and then you're going to drag it up into the church? (laughs) Why are you going to bring that dirty stank thing up into the new place you just got a breakthrough? Why are you carrying that old stuff with you? And that's why Jesus said to him, stop doing the same stuff or something worse will happen to you. Some of us need to break through and to leave that stuff behind. Think about it. It's spiritual for many of us. The change has come. We get our breakthrough. We get our healing, but we bring the same old junk like unforgiveness and Old stories with us into the new life. We get free, but we bring our old mess with us. We get a new ministry, but we want to hold on to the old clutter. Don't get mad. Let It go. Ease away from your old baggage and get that new life through Jesus Christ. It's time for each of us to overcome our lame excuses. Look at who you're hanging with. Adjust your acceptance of time. Make an effort to make a move. And finally, ease away from your old baggage. It's time for each and every one of us. To overcome our lame excuses through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. For tuning in to Word to the Wise, my preaching and teaching podcast. This podcast is a production of the 224 Ecospace, a place where changemakers work, create, and lead. Our engineer and sound designer is Dan Warren. I hope you will share this podcast with your friends, and please review us so others can find us. Also look for me on Facebook at Rev. Dr. Shelley Best or Word to the Wise.